There is a perception that Australia is not top of the pops when it comes to innovation, but in reality, it could be somewhat of a different story. To discuss this, we're joined by Professor Tim Harcourt from UTS, also host of The Great Transformation right here on Ticker. Great to see you, of course, Tim. Uh, Australia, uh, I guess a, a place, a great place for innovation and invention. Uh, what about commercialization as well? Yeah, well, thanks, Aaron. Yeah, in the uh, episode 14 of The Great Transformation, Larry Marshall, the former CEO, is my guest. And his view is Australia's are great uh, inventors all around the world in all sorts of different sectors. His view is that we don't quite take the next step to commercialization as well as, well as he could. And I think that's uh, sort of been his mission since he's you know, retired from CSIRO and back to being a, an entrepreneur and inventor himself. Yes. Is it the fact that we have a small population, do you think? Or is it the fact that investors don't necessarily like to take risks? I was called up by someone last week saying, Aaron, I've got this great idea. You started a company. How do I find funding for it? And I said, get straight on a plane. Um, and that seems to be what a lot of the people that I speak to have to do time and time again, particularly after the pandemic. If it's not mining stocks or banking stocks or safe stocks, uh, there seems to be less of an appetite to take risk. Would you agree with that? Yeah, there is a view that, uh, you know, the great investments in Australia have always been blue chips, particularly mining stocks and red bricks property. And so, uh, you know, sometimes entrepreneurial flair perhaps is not appreciated. I don't know whether it's size. I asked Larry this and we discussed the fact that Singapore and Israel are very small places. They have a great innovation culture. Some of the Scandinavian nations, you know, with, you know, obviously very good safety nets. So, to, to take a risk, uh, you can in Scandinavia when you think of, um, you know, Spotify and all the all these companies that come out of that part of the world. That's uh, probably a, a, another good example. So, you can do it as a, a small country. It depends on other institutions that you have, and uh, yeah, the will of investors and the will of uh, entrepreneurs. And talk to us about, I guess, the comparative advantage we have in mining and agriculture. Do you think that because they are so strong, it essentially means that investors are more likely to be drawn there for commercialization prospects as opposed to taking a risk? Frankly, do they need to take a risk when we have something that seems so secure, as you say, as mining and also property? Yeah, well, I remember when the head of Hewlett-Packard, Carly Faridi, told us uh, at the Sydney Olympics that we should get out of mining and farming and sell software like Taiwan does. And we don't do that. The dollar will be 30 cents US uh, in, the, in 10 years time. And of course, we had the biggest terms of trade commodity boom in our history. So to some extent, that's true. But of course, Aaron, a lot of innovation comes out of the mining sector. You know, I've met, uh, you know, Western Australian IT entrepreneurs in Siberia that have been selling IT, IT equipment and different uh, types of software to the to the exploration sector in, in Siberia. I've met uh, agricultural and agribusiness and, and wine entrepreneurs in Mendoza in, in Argentina. So to be an inventor, you don't just have to be a you know black skivvy in Paran having a cafe <laughs> latte. You can be in mining and farming and in a lab coat, you know, wherever. Mate, I've never been accused of being one of those people in Paran uh, with their black skivvy. Don't worry about that. Uh, however, um, they are often the people who do come up with some pretty good ideas. And there are a lot of companies that are based here in Melbourne and in Sydney, obviously, because we don't have the mining uh, phenomenon of the West or of Queensland to be able to, to get us by. And there are some wonderful stories. How do you think that Australia could celebrate them? Because no government seems to know really how to handle small business, let alone 
startups in Australia. Um, it seems to be that if it's not a, a business that is connected to the union movement, they're not really entirely sure what to do, right? I know your background uh, is in this. What's your perspective on that? Because countries like Australia and New Zealand have a real brain drain where great minds essentially say, this is a nice place to live from cradle to tomb. Uh, not much uh, excites us. Um, so I get on a plane and head to London or head to Silicon Valley. What do you think? Yeah, and apologise to any people from Paran out there. It's a lovely place and you can get a good coffee. Um, <laughs> They're not watching yeah, us look, anyway, I, don't worry. <laughs> so you know, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because to some extent, well, one thing I liked about going from the AC2 to Austrade is that we had the Export of the Year Awards and uh, – you know, even when I was at the ACTU, I was a judge on the export awards, and you met everyone from from uh, small scale entrepreneurs in inner city Melbourne and, and Sydney to the you know, to the mining plays and the agricultural plays. So I like the diversity of a lot of the talent that we have in uh, in Australia. Larry says something very interesting. He said that we produce great scientists and physicists. You know, we keep them in the university, we keep them doing research and getting ARC grants. When he went to Silicon Valley as a PhD in physics, they said, you know, coming up with an idea in the lab is only one percent of uh, solving the problem. Uh, you've got to take it. You've got to take it to market, and that's ninety-nine percent of what you have to do for humanity. So his view was, we we produce great scientists and great researchers, uh, but that's only one percent of of the deal. And so I think yeah. uh, he was trying to push more scientists to be entrepreneurial. Well, I think about Elon Musk. He was recently speaking and said, look, having the idea isn't the problem. Finding a way to commercialize it for me is. He says he has this fantastic idea of a vertical takeoff supersonic plane that we could all use. The only problem is, is finding the time and the people to actually back it and fund it and to make it actually work. Anyway, we've got to leave it there. Always appreciate your time. Of course, a great transformation. 7.30 p.m. Tuesday here on Ticket and, of course, on demand with the fantastic, of course, Professor Tim Harcourt. Talk to you again soon. Thanks, Aaron.